Hello, I'm Deanna Heron, host of the Deanna Heron Podcast Show. Have you ever wanted to do something bold, like start a business, write a book, or go for your dream job? This show was created for women just like you who want to be bold, shine bright with grace. My goal is to educate you, inspire you, and empower you with ideas that can transform your life. Be inspired by the Deanna Heron Podcast Show at DeannaHeron.net. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Deanna Heron Podcast Show. I'm your host, Deanna Heron, and today I have an amazing guest. I cannot wait for you guys to hear from Pam Kane. So a little introduction about Pam. Pam and I met on an airplane on the way home from a beautiful vacation in Maui. And we just made such an amazing connection. We talked three hours straight and then decided that our husbands probably needed to have a little bit of our attention. (laughs) So we gave them about 10 minutes and then went back to that conversation. And I know that I know that conversation with Pam Kane was a divine appointment for us because we have just connected in such a special way. And it were it was really things that she was saying about her life, her love and passion for women, and her love and passion for business and, and success. So I want to introduce you to my friend, Pam Kane. And Pam, welcome to the podcast. I would love for you to share a little bit about you, your background, and your family life, just so everyone can get to know you before we really get started on all the great stuff that we're going to share. Okay. Well, thank you for having me, Deanna. I'm honored. Um, ah, so my husband and I have been together for 36 years, married for 33. We have three kids, 30, 27, and 25. Two are married. And um, we met in high school, but we didn't start dating until undergrad. Um, but I, I love saying that they're my greatest works because um, growing them up, learning about human behavior, it tied into my initial passion, and that is understanding um, and evoking healthy relationships. And uh, <laughs> those three taught me the most um, of anything that I possibly you know, that I learned in undergrad or graduate school. Um, so I'm an entrepreneur. I love uh, to be in business. Um, my, my day job, I call it my day job, is being um, a psychologist or a therapist. But I have also two other businesses. One is a uh, clothing line out of Brooklyn. I get to work with an incredible designer, a woman that is now uh, a partner and dear friend. And then the other one is a local um, artisan, in Indianapolis, she does, she uses semi-precious stones to make just extraordinary um, beauty. And uh, so I really enjoy working with both of those women. And I honestly, I think that's what drew me so much to, I mean, I don't, there was definitely a connection right from, from the beginning, but what drew me to you so much is that you have this um, side of your brain, the left side of your brain that is um, so, um, brainiac and then you have that right side creative aspect of your brain and i i just love that but one thing that we share together is our passion for women 
And I would love for you to talk a little bit. We, um, one of the things that you kept asking me when we were on the plane. So let me just back it up just a little bit. So I will, Mark and I were walking on this plane and we kept, I mean, we kept going and kept going and kept going. And then all of a sudden I realized we were at the back of the plane and I saw Pam and her husband sitting in a row of four. So I knew that there were two for Mark and I, and I scooted in and I looked at her and I said, do they not realize who we are putting us in the back of the plane? And that's what started that amazing conversation. One of the questions that you asked me and I had, heard it so many times and I just hadn't completed the task was what is your Enneagram number? And so at the end of our conversation, you had said, let me send you some information to get your Enneagram. And we didn't connect for a little bit um, just because of busyness, et cetera. And then finally we have reconnected and you guys, she has been, um, She's a life coach to me, but at, actually more than anything, the, what I love the most is she's a spiritual mentor. But the Enneagram kind of fits in with our relationship. And I would love for you to share your passion with the Enneagram and why you love it so much. So I was a cynic because I'm a scientist at heart. And um, I thought, you know, I'd heard so many things about it, but I had no idea until a man that I highly respect called me and said, Hey, I'm thinking about you. You should check out the Enneagram. And in the exact same weekend, um, I had an opportunity to go to an Enneagram in Scottsdale and it, um, was for, uh, relationships and actually for relational therapists. And so it just, it, it's one of those times where I was like, this is what I'm supposed to, you know, look at. And then instantly I saw it as a great potential to use as an intake, especially when I don't know someone. Um, they're a new client. And so I started using it as an intake and I instantly saw that there were these patterns of behavior and what motivates people. Because the Enneagram, it's an ancient tool and it's based in the philosophies and major religions. And it speaks into that there's this divinity of this light, this power that we all have and that it is that is what excited me because I saw its potential and I knew it was as actually it was being used at my church and um, it's incredible for business. I have three businesses that I work with that use it for conflict resolution between employees and employees and bosses. So when I began to use it, I was a newbie. I've only been doing it for about five years. So I still feel like a newbie because anyone that knows anything about the Enneagram, you begin to understand it. And then you realize the more, you know, the more you don't know. So it's a very humbling Interesting. space for me. So, um, so is this something that, that women could use, that we could use in our businesses to be able conflict resolution, as well as knowing different personalities and how to work with those personalities? Because it's intriguing to me. Absolutely. Um, I think that when we find out how someone is motivated, as a leader in a business, you can then go to that person and realize that that is, you know, that's the place for, to encourage them and to, you know, help them and to understand them. I mean, the other thing that Enneagram is known for is a compassion tool. So I think in this day and age, I think even more so, it's important to maybe just even use the Enneagram just for that reason alone, is to understand how different we all are. There are nine types 
but every single person obviously is a snowflake. So that that's the tension there, which I love. I love that so much, is that we have this understanding of patterns, and yet we are very unique. Very unique and different. So what do you mean by compassion? I think that's the first time I've actually heard you use that word. It's a compassion. Yes, I think um, I've been thinking about it a lot. And I think originally when I read it, it was a, a great compassion tool. Um, I didn't really think about it until recently with all the racial unrest and people struggling to see other people's perspectives on things. And I think the Enneagram could be really powerful in this regard in, the, in our communities. Um, because oftentimes we jump to conclusions or we think we understand what someone is communicating. But when we look at how, you know, what I said before is like when you find out someone's number, you realize that they have such a very different, maybe, perspective than, than you do. So I think that's important. I think one of the things I remember I saying this to you, though, on the plane is that, well, maybe you're a two because I'm a two. Mm -hmm. um, but then we found out you were three with a two wing and I'm a two with a three wing. So then we instantly were like, okay, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, exactly. The motivation is different, but the wings are so powerful that that's where we fall into that, you know, that the Venn diagram or whatever you want to call it is like where we share that space. So I, I think that's what's exciting. And then having people in your life that are different numbers, you know, and having those different perspectives. Okay. So if, and I want to go into that in just a second, because I, I would love to know, and I would love for everyone listening to know what the different numbers are. Um, if this is a tool that, that leaders could use in their toolbox, is it something that would be simple for, for leaders to understand, okay, so they're an eight. And so this is how I need to communicate with this person or, you know, there are five, et cetera. Would that be something, or do we have to have five years experience in it? No. Okay. No, no. I think just even um, at a superficial level, at that basic level, first of having self-knowledge. So you first start with yourself, right? That's a powerful place to start knowing what motivates you. I mean, even um, all these decades later, I under trying to understand myself, trying to understand others. I mean, 30 years of experience. I have been listening and taking in information about, you know, the human race and dysfunctional um, relationships and helping them to get to functional. I learned so much, so much from the Enneagram. Mm. So I think, yes, I think it's powerful in business to know, you know, and to see that, yeah, an eight, like you said, a challenger, having someone that's going to push you is going to not let you like sit on your laurels then you need a two to give you a hug on those days that you like made a lot of mistakes <laughs> and you were like that's oh. you Pam that's you <laughs> I'm the rah-rah yeah but then that three thing couldn't come up and oh this is what's interesting though when twos are unhealthy or we get stressed out or disintegrate we become an eight an unhealthy eight okay so, that's so what is a, what's an eight What's an eight is a challenger. Okay. And, um, but we, yeah, they're advocates. I mean, they make things happen. Um, different than a one, ones are reformers. Um, I have all these women in my life and I just appreciate them so much. I just know what I'm getting now. 
like I said, any more twos, I think, I think sometimes I need a hug. (laughs) I'll I'll be that hug person for you because I've got that two wing. And I love that. I actually love the eight in you. And I didn't realize that. So is that healthy or unhealthy? I'm sorry. So, well, so no, it's not, it's not, it's unhealthy, but it helps me understand my eight friends. That's the thing that's interesting. Because you do challenge me. So when you said, yeah, you do challenge me in really good ways. So healthy ways. Good. Um, Good. Yeah. So is it, do you think, what do you think? um, Because I know like attracts like Mm -hmm. typically. Do you feel like our friend group or our organizations or leaders in our, or, or the people that we surround ourselves with, are they like all what we are or do we have, do you think it's healthy to have a lot of different numbers in your life? I really think it's, I think when we look at people who are successful in their industry, what research, research shows is that they have counsel from different kinds of individuals because of seeing things differently, being motivated by different things, having different, different giftings, different perspectives on the same situation. I think it's a powerful thing for our tribe or our posse or our business to have differences. To have differences, yes, I agree. 100%, I've got some you know, people in my life that make me laugh People in my, in my life that challenge me, people, yes. my huggers, um, my doers, my motivators, et cetera. So yeah, I think, it, I think I do have that really good mix of people that I'm, that I'm drawn to for sure. What, um, you, you said something about your posse. And this is something that you and I have talked about a lot, a, a lot because we are, um, getting younger in age, right? Um, and we were wiser. Remember I said I've been doing this for 30 years, so you could yeah. <laughs> We're wiser as we're getting younger. And we come to a point where we realize there is a posse, or I call them my tribe, tribe. a tribe of five people or less is what's, what those that are in my life that you can totally trust they're your go-to people. They know you inside and out. And I think as, because our audiences, we have some younger, but we also have some, you know, some women our age and older that are listening to this podcast. But I think many women sometimes have this misconception that we have to have like this 50 group of friends. Um, can you address what you think ab- about that certain situation and help women to understand really who they need to be surrounding themselves with? Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about safe people, people that maybe you can show your underbelly to and they won't judge you or they won't hurt you, you know, with your, you know, with your, just your sensitivity or your, um, the place where you go to when a marker moment happens and they can mm-hmm. rejoice with you and celebrate with you. I love that and, marker moment. Mm-hmm. And then 
sometimes those marker moments are tragedies. You know, we might have a death or a loss. Um, and then can we go to them? And I think again, but realizing that each of those women or men, but we're talking about women today, but each of those people, like in my posse, I know what I'm going to get. I know that I'm going to get um, either I'm going to get a hug or maybe a kindness or maybe like I talk about Chapman a lot, like how people show their love language. I have a friend that she doesn't hug me, but boy, she will bring me a meal. Mm, acts, I know, of like acts of service. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, or um, I had a friend when my father passed a few years ago, she came and she decorated my Christmas tree. I was oh. just devastated. I didn't have a lot of energy. I was grieving. And it was so just, I felt so loved by her. She's a very busy woman. I, I need her number because I need her as a friend too to come decorate my tree. <laughs> that is an awesome friend because that's quite a task for sure. It, yes. Yes. I mean, so it just, I felt, um, I think that's an example of, you know, um, reciprocity. We talk about that, you know, not tit for tat, but, you know, what do your friendships look like? Are they all give or all take? I mean, you know, stepping back and maybe looking and saying, oh, wow, that I sometimes this is what I do. I have a friend that I don't get to see very often because she's traveling a lot right now. But um, I'll just make sure I'm like I'll FaceTime with her even when she's out of town or I'll say, hey, and I'll send her a picture um, of something I'm doing in the garden just to, to give her some beauty in her life that day. So I think there's so many ways to encourage each other and connect. And um, so that's it. I think that's it. Being and I think that's, be. yeah, and that's, I think that's the important thing too, is being, surrounding yourself with people that do love you in certain ways. And I think that was, you know, when we first went through my Enneagram together and, you know, I shared with you, I'm in the process of writing a book and starting this podcast. And one of the first questions you ask me is, do you have people in your life that are supporting you on this new venture? And you asked me those five questions. Um, can you share those five questions? Because that, that was so powerful to me to make sure that I was surrounding myself with people that, that loved me in those different ways. Oh, I see. You mean the Chapman, the five love languages? Yes. yes. Oh, yes, yes. Of course. Because I'm like, oh, wow. I mean, I definitely say unique things in every time I'm with someone. But oh, yes. of course. So Chapman's, I asked you if somebody loves you with acts of service, gifts, quality time, uh, words of affirmation, and physical touch. Mm -hmm. And I Which asked it, if you had I, maybe a person in each of those categories. That would be obviously the most perfect way, right? Right. Which was so powerful because we think, uh, that's Gary Chapman, right? Yeah. Is that his yes. um, we think of that book and Mark and I went through that in, I think, premarital marital counseling. It's been around we that long. We did too. Yes, it's been around that long. And um, that was the first time that I heard it in regard to female relationships or my re relationships with my friends. So I've thought about it with my marriage. I've thought about it with my children. Mm -hmm. but, um, with, with friendships. And I think that's what struck me as such an amazing point and something I really wanted you to share on this podcast, because I think those are questions that we need to ask ourselves as women, 
do I have friends in my life that are acts of service or words of affirmation? Um, I think those are things that, that we need to, I think everyone needs to write those down. So can you go through those just one more time for those who Absolutely. aren't familiar with um, Gary Chapman and the five love languages? Yes. So, um, yeah. So acts of service. I told you about my friend that, you know, did the Christmas tree maybe, or it's a meal. Um, there's so many ways to show love to our girlfriends and our women friends, um, and our business partners, whatever we feel like we have been led to, um, words of affirmation. Yeah. I mean like, wow, Deanna, you look gorgeous today. And I think, you know, dispelling some of the jealousy, their competition, I think words of affirmation, um, are kind of an antidote to that, those feelings that sometimes we're competing with each other. And I love that so podcast. much. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much because many years ago, God put on my heart that, um, when you think it, speak it. If it's, mm. if it's, you know, a kind word, just say it. Um, not, not necessarily the not so kind words, but those, those words that are put into your head right then, like, Pam, you look gorgeous today. I love that color on you. Speak it because obviously the person that's there needs to hear it because it was put on your heart. Absolutely. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I believe, you know, in that, yeah, that one still small voice, you know, I believe mm -hmm. that that's the Lord. Um, let's see. So we've done, uh, we've done extra service, words of affirmation, gifts. Um, you know, sometimes maybe it's, uh, it's just a, make someone feel loved. Uh, two days ago, I had a friend that I played golf with and it was her birthday. And I had told her about this type of wine that, um, that I thought she and her husband might enjoy. And it just was like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna play golf with her today. So I ran and got that mall back and put it in a little bag. And she was just flabbergasted that I'd remembered that. I mean, it was just like, again, I think it's that little, just obeying, you know, that voice, that voice. Yes. Yeah. And she was so touched and felt so loved. Um, so yeah, and it was so, just yeah. this very simple act of kindness that you remembered. It wasn't even something that cost you a lot of money, but it was that she remembered something about me and it made me feel special. Yes. I think that, you know, that thoughtfulness, she recognized mm -hmm. that, you know, it's, so that's how I think gifts when they're so, when they're thoughtful like that, I think they have a lot of power um, behind them. Um, and then physical touch, you know, I jokingly said, I mean, I need to work on some more twos because I don't get the hugs sometimes that I need on those hard days, you know, when I've had a client crash or, yeah, so um, physical touch. We don't think about it, I think, with women, but, um, you know, again, I, I also did this, that premarital, that premarital counseling with Chapman. We had an opportunity. We were 22 years old and he came to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and he was fabulous. And uh, we got to sit in on one of his conferences um, but I think it's powerful with women, you know, we might put a hand on their arm, um, and you know, it, it's just, or it's just amazing. And physical touch is so important. I do uh, elder care for my mother-in-law and I make sure I'm one of the few people, you know, that touches her because especially since COVID, she doesn't see very yes. many people. So I yeah. make sure to touch her a lot when I'm over for a visit. So that's a powerful place of, you know, showing love. Um, and then the last one, let's see, we have done, oh, did we do acts of service? We did acts of service, gifts, words of affirmation, quality time. Quality time. 
Oh gosh, I think that one is extraordinary because we're all so quote busy. So taking time out of our schedules and saying, you are important to me and I'm going to set aside this time to spend with you, I think more than ever, um, I think that's a really incredible way to show love in our friendships with women. Absolutely. I am curious. Um, I know that we, we receive love differently mm. than we um, give love a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Are you, I'm just from future references. Are you quality time? You're quality time, aren't you? I am, and I'm words of affirmation. Okay. And I like acts of service. Honestly, I, when I, I did the test and uh, it was actually words of affirmation and acts of service and then quality time. Gifts, honestly, I don't know. I can take it or leave it. It's my last one. I'm me like, too. Eh. And, and my husband loves to give me gifts, which I'm so grateful <laughs> for. So I always have to like think about how to receive it because that's his love language to give gifts to me. So then I think, well, you know, and he's typical male, he, you know, physical touch. So I touch him. I thank him, you yes. know, because what's interesting about twos is we struggle with receiving and we like to give and we are people pleasers when we're unhealthy. So I've, that's been an interesting thing for me to recognize that in myself. That was probably one of the most powerful things I got from the Enneagram personally to grow in that area. Okay. That's interesting. So we're going to go off in a different direction here because um, I'm glad that you said that because um, the two in me is a people pleaser for sure, for sure. And it's something that I've said for many years. I'm, I'm in, re I'm a recovering people pleaser, which mm -hmm. isn't really true because um, I fall back into it a lot. <laughs> that so, means you are in the process of recovery, which is right. Yeah. The whole AA thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So it is, yeah, people-pleasing. That is, um, I, I do see that in myself a lot. Um, yes, it's a powerful thing to get healthy in that regard. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on this podcast, but you can always edit it out. <laughs> but it, Mac and Mac did a study years ago, um, and it his filter, their filter question was, it was extraordinary, are you pleasing God or you, are you pleasing man? And asking yourself that when you have a certain decision that you have to make or a certain thing that you want to say or not say. And it's extraordinary how simple that filter question is. I love that filter question. And yes, you can say it on this podcast. So I, I'm going to go, this is not even anything that we talked about at all, okay. um, but I'm going to go there because, um, somebody may not know on this that's listening what exactly that means. And so um, for me, I'm going to put this into perspective. So there were times in my life um, early on where um, I would go, oh my gosh, I would need these tennis shoes because, or I need these shoes because um, people will notice them and right. Or this outfit, I need this outfit because it would look great. And, and people would notice that I look great. Now I'm telling on myself, but it, it, that is true. And so I've had to, had, had to make that switch on, do I want this for what other people think? Mm -hmm. 
which is the same as people pleasing being, you know, it's the same as people pleasing. So it can sneak up in our lives in, in very interesting ways. But that was something that I was caught off guard that Deanna, it, this is, you're not mm. here to please the Lord. You're trying to please others in your appearance, the way you look, um, and thing, right? Wow. I love that you're so vulnerable. Thank you so much. I mean, I don't, I just, yes, absolutely. I think where we recognize or when we recognize those places for potential growth and we step back and we say, Oh my goodness. Um, what's motivating me yes. to buy that thing or yes. do that thing. And if it is for, you know, um, people's approval. Yes or, um, you know, there's a million different ways, like you said, the people pleasing, but it's definitely people's approval or thinking really good things about us, you know, um, definitely as a two, especially in my twenties and thirties, gracious. I mean, I, that's so embarrassing, but I can absolutely relate to that and be like, Oh, I need to look a certain way because people are going to think this and this and this about me. And I want them to think that, that, and that about me. You know? Well, I think the reason why I feel very comfortable sharing it is because you and I, in those eight hours, we shared so much information. And one, one of the <laughs> things that we shared was our love for good, for nice things. Mm -hmm. And we like nice things, but they no longer define who we are. And that's right. That's, yes. that's the switch is, yeah, I do like nice things, but I'm doing it for me and not for you. And they don't so good they don't define me anymore um yes. but goodness gracious if you're listening to this right now and you're in your 20s and 30s we just gave you some valuable information <laughs> that can you need to incorporate it today um so yes. that is that is so powerful super super powerful um we kind of digressed a little bit didn't we yeah we did <laughs> but it was really good that, that was really good information I, you know, we talked a little bit about um, women leading women and how you can lead women, which the Enneagram, I love that tool in your toolbox because you, you know, will be able to identify how you can motivate someone, how you can speak to that person. Um, love languages is another great tool, just it knowing is. how to, to love on others. Um, but when we talk about women leading women, what is um, something that, and, and we talked about this right before we got started, what is something that we get stuck in a trap with leading women? Um, and you and I both share the fact that we love relationships. Okay, so yeah, I have a couple more thoughts on that. But uh, I think sometimes we feel like it's not okay to lead through relationships that's one of the aspects of this we talked about there's a power in being relational and i think if that's your bent um it's a place of great success mm -hmm. and understanding that um, those relationships that you have the opportunity to be in can be a really powerful place for your business and i think also that oftentimes we think oh well that's i don't want to use my friendships for my in particular industry mm. but maybe 
that's not, if that's what's motivating you to use your relationships, that's not what I'm talking about, but it can be a place of sharing your passion and getting people to join you. I know when, as entrepreneurs, we talk about this a lot. Um, there's a difference. You feel it. I think it, I think the word that comes to my mind is authenticity. Yes. Yes. You know? Yeah. Just, yeah, for sure. For, to a certain degree to be authentic. I heard one time, and I don't know where I heard this. I think it may have been um, something I was reading on Virgin Airlines or something along those lines. But um, powerful leadership is knowing the people on your team or the people in your organization or the people in your business, knowing the names of their spouses, mm. the names of their kids, and the color of the carpet in their home. Mm. Well, that's just caring. It's caring. Right. Yeah. It's caring for what are they, are they just a number to you? Or do you actually care about, you know, how are they implementing your product, your particular product in their lifestyle, you know, mm -hmm. checking up on them? Um, because that's really, I mean, how, how are they better for knowing you or knowing your product? Mm -hmm. um, I just think that is, I mean, if that's the goal, it can, it comes across. And I think retention rates for, you know, selling anything or being in business with anybody is it's, they're so much higher because that's where you're selling out of, or, you know, promoting uh, your business from that space. Mm -hmm. And um, it never gets old for me. I get, I get so excited. It's like Christmas when I get to show my clothing collection. I literally am like, my husband just laughs at me. He's just so excited to show all of my women friends the new collection and the energy that I feel from seeing them look and experience being beautiful. Oh, I mean, yes. it's, just, it's everything yes. to me. They, they say to me when they leave, they just feel like they're floating and they just feel mm -hmm. so beautiful and they see, and they feel seen. And for me, when they try on either our jewelry or our clothes and they feel that way and I can see them looking at themselves differently in the mirror, my heart, is so full I mean that's I feel like that's just definitely in my purpose that you, that's, um, women yeah that's a that's an amazing thing that I, that I want to point out because basically what you're doing Pam is you are taking yourself out of the equation mm. and you're putting the focus on loving and nurturing other women which is such a beautiful thing. And there is so much joy to see somebody else have that spark, that light. And when you are leading women or in a group of women, it is important to put yourself aside mm. and focus on those people, nurturing those people. And that's what's so beautiful about you. And I think that's why we had such an amazing connection. I'm like, oh my gosh, she loves women like I love women. And we have, you know, in society, there are so many things that we get, um, oh, we can really compare ourselves to others. We, you know, look at magazines and see, or even Instagram or social media, right? Because everything is perfect. And we know in reality, it isn't that way. And so I think being able to be around women and allowing their light to shine. And that's the whole reason why I started this podcast is, um, you know, let your light shine and help others to see that light as well. So that's so beautiful. I love that you, that you do that. And that just, you're just so passionate about what you do. You want to share that 
with others because it makes you feel good, right? It's, it's a byproduct that um, I receive the joy, but I, I don't know. That's the whole discipline, I think, of most major faiths, to be other-centered. And um, I just think, I think after all this time, these decades of practicing it, it, I'm grateful to say that it comes really naturally, but I don't think it would be if I hadn't been disciplined and practiced it. So now I even forget that I even think like that. But it. <laughs> it's just yeah. so special. I mean, yeah. And then the byproduct also is, you know, having these wonderful um, sales and then I can repeat again <laughs> because the collections sell out and then we get to, re you know, we get to create. That is why we do it in the first place, right? So it's, And I it's, can't wait until the next collection because everything that you have worn so has been absolutely beautiful and unique. Um, which I love because women in business, one of the worst things we want to happen is walk in a room and have someone else have the outfit on that we have. And I love the fact that yours are, are very unique and they're beautiful and any woman can wear them. So I'm excited to see what comes out next. I can't wait to show you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so do you, I just want to know, do you have people in your life? Um, you don't necessarily need names, but who specifically do you have in your life that allows you to be bold, mm. shine bright, and gives you grace? Uh, there's one in particular. There are many, and I'm grateful to say that I have a tremendous amount of women around me. Um, but there is that small personal team or posse that I count on um, for either daily or weekly or monthly, whether encouragement or the kick in the tushy when I need it. Um, but the one, there's one that comes into mind specifically, or maybe two, they're both different, but one is a reformer. She's a one and she's out to change the world. And she pulls me alongside of her. She's so it's, it's an honor to be her friend. And, uh, she challenges me, um, but she's also, she'll also hug me. I think she's a one with a two wing. Um, the other one is really fun. She's a seven. And they're, they're, um, their nickname is the enthusiast. And she gets, she calls me and says, okay, we're going to jump on a plane in two days and we're going to go on this adventure. And I'm like, we are. <laughs> I got to reschedule like 10 things. She goes, yeah, do it. <laughs> So that is, you know, those two, those are the ones that I think they're really, um, well, the one is I've known since I was a teenager, the seven. Mm -hmm. um, and then the one, wow, she's maybe 11 or 12 years. She's been a part of my posse there. And then I have a rep, the rest of them are eights, man. They're just like, they just, they keep me going. They're like, let's do this. Let's go. They're the challengers. Yeah, and I love that. And, um, you know, when we talk about be bold, shine bright with grace, I love the fact that um, there, you know, there are ones that, are, that allow you to be bold in your ambitions that will cheer you on and say, yes, you can do this. Well done. And then I don't, I mean, I'm just assuming the eights are the ones that will help you look at it through a different set of eyes and different perspective, maybe. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that's not so fun to talk about is 
in the Enneagram, another aha that I had um, was that twos struggle with pride or arrogance. And that's the not fun part, but that's where they, those can be barriers to being even, mm. you know, more in how we were designed to be by our creator. And so those are things that we need to, um, you know, heal or smooth off. Maybe what we say is growth in those areas. And so my eights are like one time, this, this is an eight. She's another really good friend. And she looks at me and she goes, you sound really arrogant right now. I'm like, oh, Okay. It will that's, call you on your stuff. Call me on your yes. stuff. Yes, that's what they yes. do. They call you on the things that they know that are that you don't want to be seen as arrogant. I mean, I'm confident, right? Right. But I but there's a difference. Confidence is excellent. Yes. Arrogance lacks humility. And the funny part is is that twos and eights share that. So that's why when you know it's very interesting. So when to eights are, when they actually go to growth, I think that's right. When they go to growth, I have to look at the Enneagram and look at all the different disintegrates and integration. But I think that's correct. I think it's the reverse that they become, they look like healthy twos. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, that goes along too with our, our people pleasing, right? Because we don't want, we don't want, when we're wanting to be bold um, and to shine bright, we don't want people just to go along with, everything that we're doing and saying, we do have to have those challengers Very in our lives so. that, that, that grow us. Um, so yeah, it sounds like you have, are very well-rounded in that area. Well, what's um, interesting is eights don't show a lot of grace though. So you got to make sure that you have, you have people. people. Yeah. And it can't I do that. have some eights in my life. So I do understand that. <laughs> They're just like, that's when our own grace comes in, right? We have, we know, okay, well, maybe they can't give me grace, but I, I do give myself grace. Oh, um, very much so. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Yeah. So good. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, how would you, what, what would be a great way for you to share how women can find those people that mm -hmm. allow them to be bold, to shine bright and give them grace? Um, you know, we talk, I know we, we know the Enneagram, a lot of people don't necessarily use that, but what would be something that you would recommend, like maybe some steps of finding those people or separating from the people who don't allow you to be bold, to shine bright with grace? Well, one tool that we, I use in my practice as a therapist, and I um, talked to you about it is, um, it's been really powerful, is creating um, a brick wall, literally just drawing out a brick wall with little bricks in it and putting the names on those bricks that maybe a person is creating a barrier to your success and it's sad it's it's hard to admit that and we don't know it a lot of times we, oh. we're not aware of it until we actually see it on that brick wall and that right. brick wall what was so great when you talked to me about that it was um such an aha moment for me because it's where we are now and where we want to go. It's that in between and it's that brick wall, those barriers that we have to break through. And we don't necessarily know that they're there until you actually put it on paper. And it was so beautiful. Um, but yeah, it's those barriers and there might be some people on that that are not letting you shine your light. Right. And so it doesn't mean that you, 
can't be in a relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, but it's maybe changing the relationship. Or so the first step is you becoming aware that they are part of your brick wall or your barrier to your success. And then, you know, having and communicating in a loving, gracious way to that person that this is what you're finding to be true is that, you know, when they say this or they do that, I mean, it's a place of growth for them too. Yeah. And we're all here to learn from each other. Yeah. So, you know, I would assume if you're friends, they don't really desire to do that. They're not just not aware mm -hmm. that they are, you know, in a part of your barrier. So looking at that and having those great dialogues, those honest, careful, loving dialogues and not being defensive and hoping that they won't be defensive and actually hearing each other. And then hopefully then they become, they, you can nix, you know, get rid of that brick of that and then have the space to move on to that next goal. So I don't have any particular examples about um, female relationships with that, but I can share an example with my husband. Um, and I tell the story a lot that um, there was, you know, a time, I mean, he, he married me. He obviously, he knew that I'm highly motivated um, and, driven. and so, <laughs> very driven in mm -hmm. so many areas. Um, mm -hmm. But there was a time when he didn't necessarily see, and it was, it was clearly my, on me because he didn't necessarily see my vision for where I wanted to go right. in a certain business. And there was a lot of pushback. Um, in our relationship and it was a conversation that I needed to have with him in such a loving way and I basically just said to him I know you don't see my vision I, I and that I take that on me um, but I need you to trust me and know that I'm gonna make this work and it was an, and he was like oh okay um, but I, I think a lot of times especially in female relationships but even in, in husband and wife relationships we assume that they are thinking a different way and all we have to do is share our feelings and emotions right absolutely i think one of the things i realized that a lot of those bricks are places of fear mm. um and i've seen it a lot of times when i'm doing marital therapy is that they haven't really spoken those fears out loud and once they do you know well i was afraid that you wouldn't have time for our children or I was afraid that, you know, um, all those wonderful meals that you make, you're not going to have time to make those anymore. And some of that may be true. I mean, you're only, yeah. you're finite. Yes. <laughs> you know, we may yes. have a, we may have some crock pot dinners, you know, yeah. um, instead of that gourmet meal, which is for sure when I was coaching at my children's school for that 10 years. And it's just like three or four months, but that, that was an adjustment, you know? Um, yes. So I think, but dealing like with those fears head on. And maybe, you know, just saying, hey, you know, let's be a team about this and, and let's, um, let's get through this, whatever it is. Um, yeah. There's that's a, a whole, that's a whole other podcast that we need to do together <laughs> is, yeah, yes, how is. to, yeah, how to work your way through, through that with, with the spouse, et cetera. Yeah. So that was beautiful. Um, and by the way, uh, because of what you shared with me about the brick wall, mm. I've created mm -hmm. a brick wall. And if anybody wants to get a hold of that brick wall, um, we're gonna, I'm going to post it on DeannaHeron.net. So it'll be a tool that you can use. Just think about what is it that's keeping you from um, where you are today to where you want to be. Um, those are the things that you need to work through. So 
that was 100% inspired by Pam Kane. And you guys, Thank we you. all need Love it. people in our life that teach us and grow us in so many beautiful ways. And she has been one that has inspired me deeply. So Pam, just in, um, you know, in closing, uh, you, this is a woman of many talents, by the way. So I'm just going to share with you some ways that you need her. First of all, she's an amazing, amazing coach. Mm -hmm. But what she did for me is I was able to go through my Enneagram. And when you get the results, I had no idea what, what it meant. So she gave me some amazing counseling on what, who I am and what that Enneagram meant and how I could use it in my life. So that's one way that she could um, really help you in your life and your business. And secondly, when your clothing comes out, um, do we have access in any way to that? Yes. Um, I, it's an exclusive line. So um, I, I don't have a lot of pieces, but I would love to, you know, publicly say that I'm available. Um, they come out the first two weeks of November, this particular fall winter collection. I have an email. Um, if this is a good time to share that. And for all my businesses, it's the same email. For all of your businesses. All of I my love businesses. That. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would love for you to share that. Okay. Um, it's P as in Pam, P as in Paul, J as in Jessica, N as in Nick, S as in Sam, the number five at AOL.com. And yes, it's AOL. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's the dinosaur email. But I've had perfect yeah. luck with it. I don't change yes. things unless they something goes wrong. Then I'm the first one to change. Awesome. But that's the, my family's acronym of my, the five of us. Okay. So can you repeat it one more time? Just for those who are driving maybe and want to pull over. Oh, absolutely. P, P, J, N, S, five at AOL.com. Awesome. So Enneagram, so important. You guys, it has, it has helped tremendously. Um, and also, you know, she's, she's a, an amazing life coach that has helped me so much. And then her clothing line. So there's lots of ways that she. Oh, and my jewelry. Be, your jewelry. That's right. Your jewelry <laughs> so, Yeah. Well. So my friend, so we do moonstones and we do sliced diamonds. We have sapphires. We have so many beautiful pieces. Um, the studio is here in Indianapolis and we ship all over the world. We are in retail stores all over the country and internationally. Oh, wow. So, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Pam, thank you so much for giving of your time today. It, you've not only inspired all of us that are listening to this podcast, you mm -hmm. have just filled my heart. This has been such an amazing, amazing conversation. You are such a beautiful, beautiful woman inside and out and such a blessing in my life. And I can't wait to see truly where God takes this relationship because I mean, we were just supposed to be together and for big things. I just, I just know that. So um, for those of you who are listening, if you want a copy of The Bricks, you can go to deannaheron.net. Um, share that website with your friends and family. They can get access to all of the podcasts that are available at this point. And feel free to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. It's just Deanna Heron. And I would love, love, love to hear from you. That brings such joy to my heart to be able to add value 
to you and share the ideas that I have learned through my life that can maybe make a difference in yours. So God bless everyone. And I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Be inspired by the Deanna Heron podcast show at deannaheron.net.